Let's go. Welcome to the Derek's Live. Hope you guys are doing all right tonight or today or whatever time you're listening to this thing at. I'm going to be your host, Sean. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Emily, tonight. I love that. I don't know why. I, I just I want to get in the mosh pit like right now and hit somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, kind of, it feels like your soul music. Right? Like, it just brings back, like, just, you know, I, I went to, like, a lot of metal concerts I was going to say, if you didn't know Pastor Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Dad of six. Farm man. He used to be, like, major mosh pit monster. Like, yeah. hard, hard music. I was, like, straight goth <laughs> when, when I met. I have no idea why she Yeah, because I ever, was not like that at all. Ever entertained me even a little bit. Uh, like I, I, I still had long hair, didn't I? Or had I shaved no, my you already hair? shaved. You already, you already cut it. Yeah. But those daggone goth pants. I thought oh, they were. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, they're comfortable. No, no, that was. I thought it was, it was probably a phase. It was. It was a phase. It was a well, phase. I don't know. Like I don't know that you would have got out of. I don't phase. know that metal ever dies in your heart. <laughs> Hence the intro music. <laughs> So maybe that maybe is the, is the intro music too hardcore? Do we need a, a a more softcore version of intro music? Like like I don't know, like something lovey and touchy. We've got like this really cool uh, subscription, so we can just play around with intro music and see what people like. Um, I got all kinds of stuff. Maybe we'll we'll let you guys pick. We could do like a like a voting thing. Pick four. Uh, pick four. No, that's <laughs> nobody cares what you guys think. They, we don't care. That, I mean, this we care is Sean's music, but it's, yeah, we it's, all get to participate. It's our podcast. You just have to listen to it. So, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, We're so excited to be here. I uh, I've been really looking forward to to doing this one. Yeah, we've uh, we're here and and we're excited. If you haven't been listening, we we kind of touched a little bit. Um, what the fuck did we talk about last week? Um, I was thinking about the live. Um, yeah, there's. It feels like that was so long ago because yeah, we didn't release an episode. Uh, we didn't record Sunday night this week. We pushed it back a little bit, so it's right. actually worked out a lot better because, yeah. like, the weekend coming out of the weekend, like, just wiped on Sunday night. Yeah, we couldn't record it if we wanted to Sunday. We were just so done with. Yeah, we could hardly move Sunday. We put in a new mailbox. Oh, it on, was fun, and it's beautiful. It's, it's our baseball bat proof. <laughs> We hope it's our third mailbox, fourth mailbox. I think it's four. It's our fourth mailbox. I don't remember because at this point. Baseball bats and a car have taken out the, <laughs> the yeah, other mailbox. We got clipped by a mirror once, as the evidence portrayed, at least. And then uh, the other times was very clearly baseball baseball bats. carnage. <laughs> so we live right on a main highway, fuckers. And there's not a lot to do in our very small it's, town. It's totally karma, though, because <laughs> I have taken out my fair share of fucking mailboxes. I promise you that. So it's it's a little bit of karma, I think. So we're paying for it. Yes. But the six by six post dose dose posts. Yeah. If anybody hits that with a baseball bat, <laughs> I, I feel really bad for them. I mean, I don't because they had it come in. But. And it's it's gorgeous. He did such a like he had this whole design in his head. He tried to explain and I was like, ah, sure. No, no, just I trust you. I trust you. Go for it. And he started building that. I, was like, I didn't trust me. I was like, oh, this is like it's <laughs> a stretch for me. It started coming together. I was like, man, that's really pretty. And he got finished and he put the trim on. I was like, it's a good fucking looking mailbox. So that's my mailbox. <laughs> we, we actually drove down the driveway and Brianna's, her, our seven-year-old, saw it for the first time. And she was like, oh, is that our mailbox? We get mail from that? I was like, well, not yet, but we will. Yeah, right? 
Because I have to go back to the post office and let them know that our mailbox yeah, is it's, fixed. It's been down for like two weeks. I think they've just given up at this point. Like <laughs> We've gone in to get it twice, and they're just like, fuck it, they'll keep coming. So they don't even try to deliver mail anymore. No. And they didn't try that hard to begin no. with. Like, anytime we had any package that didn't fit in the mailbox, they're like, eh. Yeah, just come get it. Yeah. We're not getting out of the truck. No. <laughs> we'll throw it. Maybe or torture. The gate or yeah. in the box. We've got like a big package box by the gate, and they miss that too. It's, it's <laughs> pretty ridiculous. So... Huh. So Emily, we uh, we've been talking about just kind of moving forward and and kind of taking ownership of our shit, and so we uh, we talked a little bit about not sucking yeah. last week and deciding not to fucking suck anymore, and and just kind of those aha moments that we each had, and and with that really came like this this moment for both of us um, that we realized we had to do some some intentional things in our life, right? And, and, and really look at family from a different perspective. Yeah. And, and so tonight what we're talking about are just some non-negotiables that we've decided that we're going to live by for us and our children. Right. Yeah. And, and so we, we were really excited about, about diving into these things with you and sharing them. We really hope that they, they add some value and some perspective. And, and we're, we're really curious to see what your perspective is and, and what your comments are. Um, thank you for everybody that's been listening. Um, it's been awesome. Love uh, getting like the the hoorah text during the week, or hey, I really love this, and it's really impacted me. It's it's cool and and been really awesome to see um, the impact that this little tiny thing has had so far, yeah. and hearing other people giving their friends advice that mm-hmm. they've heard from our podcast has been it, kind of it's surreal. Been really fucking cool, so. so just thank you. Yeah. Like from the bottom Can't of our hearts, like we know that this is a little thing, but we really want to pull you along on this journey. Like we have seen in just a short amount of time, the impact that it's making on us and our children. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to, we don't want to go this road alone. We want to pull you along with us. Let's, let's get it. Yeah. And so I, I think tonight, like, what we really want to start diving into, and we're going to, to, to touch on a non-negotiable each week um, over the next seven weeks. We have seven that we've really just identified in our life that are just fucking, we're not going to falter from these things. Yeah. Uh, we repeat them almost daily to our children in some form or the other. We're constantly reminding each other of them <laughs> as we waver. Because look, these things are hard, yeah. right? You have to be intentional about getting better. It doesn't yeah. just happen that's on right. accident. It's something that's very purposeful and you got to fucking own that shit. Yeah. And so that's the first one we really talked about like, Hey, what order do we want to do these in? Yeah. And we agreed that like, there's a first and a last. Those are important. Yeah. The rest are filler. Um, they're all, they're, equal. they're, yeah, they're all, all important, important, right? But, but it doesn't really matter what order they yeah. go in, but you have to get this one. You have to first, get this one first. And it's got to be the foundation of yeah. everything else that we talk about. Because they really all come back to owning it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I, I think we live Emily in a, a point in time that people just don't own their outcomes anymore. Yeah. Um, we talked about um, too many people want to live a, like a private jet life with a, a minimum wage or even a welfare work ethic, yeah. right? And so we want, we want, we want, we see all this shit on fucking Instagram and TikTok and we, we complain about not having and not being equal or not having the same opportunity yeah. and that it should just be given to us, yep. you know? Um, and so we, we live in like this microwave society where nobody puts in 
nobody has like a the time, a, the, the effort. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just expect to be served these things on a fucking platter. Yep. And so I, I think you have to come to like this, <clears throat> this moment in the mirror, right? Where you realize that the only person that's in control of what happens in your life is the person looking back at you, right? Yeah. It's you. And if you don't own that and you don't succumb to that, then you're never, ever going to have what you want. And like we've seen it, we call it the millennial generation, but and it really is. It's this microwave generation that everything should just be there. Yeah. You should pay my student loans. If I have debt, it should just get washed away. I didn't like it was somebody else's fault that I got into all this debt or it was my parents fault that they made me go to that college or and I didn't finish that degree or it was the college's fault that like I have this degree and then it's not worth as much as I should be. Well, you're even in businesses, you see business owners that talk about, um, you know, some of the shit that they put up with and they don't have this and they don't have that and they take take money and, and, and do things with it. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're yeah. on. It's always somebody else's fucking fault, yeah. right? The, All I got to do is turn the TV on yeah, and you'll see you know, conservatives every hate side. Liberals and it's, if you're a liberal, it's the conservatives fault. Um, you know, it's, if you're old, it's the younger generation. And if you're young, it's the older generation. Yeah. And so I think that eventually you have to come to this point in time where no matter what's happened in your life, no matter what hand you were dealt or, you know, how far behind or which disadvantage you had, that you have to accept that the only thing that can fucking change that is you. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter what your, your disadvantage was, right? The reality is, is some of us have disadvantages in life, right? We're not all equally yoked in that fucking department, right? <laughs> not everybody's born with a trust fund. Uh, most of us aren't. Most of us aren't, right? And, you know, not everybody's brought up in a whole home with, with two loving parents that have successful careers. That's just not the... No, and if you're our age, you were probably one of the very first generations that grew up with both parents working, like, mm-hmm. full-time. Yeah. And so you were probably raised by a, one parent at night, for the most part, and daycare, and after school, and Nickelodeon. <laughs> like, those were the babysitters. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so the the reality is, is that the only person that can control tomorrow is you, right? And until you are comfortable with that, until you say, hey, you know what? Like, maybe, maybe you are a piece of shit. Maybe you like sitting on the couch and you don't want to own it. That's okay. You know, the world needs those people, right? Yeah. Like, there, there are people that, that function in lower levels of society that make the world go round, And that, that sometimes we don't want to say that out loud, right? We want everybody to get off of the couch though. Yeah. Right. But we, we're not going to, no one's making you yeah. do that. We can't make no. you do this. We can't pull you along, but this is a decision that you can make. And we're going to give you the advice and the information that we've gleaned to help you make those steps. If, if you want to. And so that, that's just the, we're going to break down some steps here, but that's the biggest thing overall is, is you have to be uncomfortable with who you are, right? There was a point that, that I looked in the mirror and I said, Hey, I'm not going to be a fat piece of shit anymore. Yeah. Right. And, and I've had to do the work and put in the time and, and own that outcome. And I'm not there yet. No. Like I'm still losing weight. There's, there's pounds coming off that scale every week. 
Um, but it's not every day. Like no. there's days that you go backwards and yeah. days that you fail, right? There's, there's sometimes that you fuck up and you make excuses and you, you fall down. Um, but you pick yourself back up and you go back to it, right? right? You own it and you say, Hey, I fucked up yesterday. Today I'm going to own that. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, make amends for that. Yeah. And, and so you have to come to this place, um, where you're not comfortable where you are anymore. You have to come to a place where you're saying, Hey, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to make tomorrow better. And, and that's not just in your own life. It's in your family's life too. Yeah. And I think we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Emily, we, we didn't really come from wholesome households. Yeah. Right. Um, I think our parents did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had and, yeah. and the upbringing that they had. Um, but the reality is, is that <laughs> our parents didn't have the access to the, the knowledge that we have today. They didn't have access to, you know, Google and yeah, the world TikTok at our fingertips. And YouTube and, and just being able to dig in and figure out what other people are doing yeah. that, that worked. They, they could find it, but they had to work a lot fucking harder to yeah. get it, right? And so in today's world, there's no excuse to be mediocre at anything, especially parenting, right? Yeah. And so I, I think we both had to come to a place in, in, in our marriage in our life where we decided that we were going to be intentional about raising our children. Yeah. Um, that we were going to be intentional about the choices we made in their life and the things that we poured into them so that they were better off than we were when they were, were being pushed into the world. So, and a lot of those decisions, you know, we've, we've changed a lot, mm-hmm. but one of those big decisions that like probably encompasses a lot of this is the decision to homeschool and we know that that's not an option for everybody yeah but for us as we saw the pieces as we saw the brokenness in the school as we saw the danger as we saw the decisions that were made constantly affecting our children it was a decision that we made as a as a couple as as their parents that we were going to have the main impact on their lives through this and we are going to we are going to put together the work and form their education on a solid foundation and really build them up from the ground. And it, you know, it wasn't easy. We kind of dove in without just, really yeah, just any made the decision and a week later it was happening. Yeah. You know? I mean, we pulled them both out within a week and you know, we've kind of just hit the ground running and we're learning as we go. It's not, we don't have all the answers for sure. Um, you know, and I, I think though that that brings us back to like, brings us to our first point yeah. is that, you know, what you plant is what you're going to get to harvest, yeah. right? Um, sometimes you don't always get to harvest what you plant. Like sometimes when you, you spend the time in, in, in putting that seed in the ground, um, and, and you know, that, that sounds kind of churchy, but we're, we're homesteaders too. And so yeah, the garden is, is a very visual yeah, in our right? life. Cause we're not great at this. We haven't figured out the garden aspect. No, we're, <laughs> we're still fucking up the garden. Um, <laughs> but you have to be intentional about yeah. it. Right. And so what, what you take the effort to pour into is what you're going to get to, to, to harvest and, and what you're going to get to enjoy. Yep. Right. And so one of the things that, that we just realized is that we weren't going to allow, um, we weren't, we weren't, first of all, we weren't happy with the product we were getting when we expected someone else to raise our children. Right. Um, and so we started in like the education aspect, like 
our seven-year-old, when she started kindergarten, it was rough. It was really emotional. She struggled. She didn't want to go. That, mm-hmm. And that was hard because she had all these high expectations of what it was going to be yeah. like. Kindergarten was going to be this fun thing. We're going to get to color and go on the playground, and I'm going to learn how to read and write my name. And a weekend, it was not great. I don't want to go anymore. A month in, it was, I mean, literally pulling her out the door in tears. Yeah. And... You know, I can't well, read. I can't do There this. wasn't the progress that we expected. Yeah. And and so we just, we came to a place that we just, we said, hey, listen, this isn't working. Um, it's, it's our job to make sure it works, yep. right? And so we decided, hey, listen, we're going to pull her out of school. Um, you're going to quit your job. And, you know, that, that was what we decided. And yep. so within, I think within a week and a half, yeah. two weeks, it was done. And you were home full time with the kids and... It's worked. It was a a scary or I don't know. I mean, I make a, a comfortable living. Yeah. But it was impactful well, to our finances. I would and, say that it you were still in the early to middle stages of that. Like yeah. you weren't you definitely aren't where you are now. Sure. And making that decision put more pressure on you and on me because like you said, okay we can do this. We can afford to do to do this, but it's going to mean you're going to need to me. I'm going to need to be at home and I'm going to need to cook a little more. We're not going to be able to eat out as much. We're going to have to watch yeah. our budget. We're going to have to own the the finances so we can make this work. And then for you, it put in, you had to put in the extra effort to work and it meant a little bit more hours mm-hmm. and making sure that you were doing what you needed to do on the work side of it so that we could continue to make the progress that we were making at home yeah. in all of those things. And so it was a decision on both of our parts to, to put more work in for sure. Like but it I, was so much easier to go to, it was so much <laughs> it easier was. to go to work. <laughs> she, she works way harder than I do. I don't know about like you hear about all these guys talking junk about stay at home moms, but I wouldn't trade spots with her. If you paid me $400,000 a year, I wouldn't do what she does. Um, but I, I think, you know, that was birthed, out of identifying that we needed to control the destiny of what happened there and, and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to put in and pour the seed and, and tend to it so that we can control our kids legacy and what, what they're able to pour out of that. And so even in your own personal life, it doesn't necessarily just have to apply to your kids, but in your own personal life, you have to look at, why you're where you're at. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy with the result, change, do something about it, take ownership of it, take it out of whoever's hands you've placed it in and fucking run with it. Go do something with it. You know, you, you can't be unhappy about your career if you're not doing anything to change yeah. yourself and, and educating yourself or adding value to yourself. Well, and I think without really even noticing it, we actually started there. We looked mm-hmm. at us first. First, yeah. And we were making changes with us first. For and sure. then financially, we're making those changes. And then with our jobs, we're making those changes. And with our education, we were making those changes by reading and exploring more. And then with our marriage, we were making yeah. those changes. We started at the top, we didn't start at the bottom. We started with us and you as the head and then our relationship as the next step in that. And the natural progression of that was like, as we were starting to take responsibility and own who we were, the only next step that made sense was to see the impact that it had on our kids. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's been really cool to see how um, 
we've kind of instilled those va- the value of owning things yeah. in their life and watching them live that in their own life. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, we do this thing with the kids. Um, they're, they're really easy to say, oh, I can't, or yeah. I, I'm not able to, or I, I'm, I don't I'm know not, how. I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not smart enough, or that's too hard. And so we've, we've worked really hard on, on teaching them to change that perspective and owning their outcome in that. And, and so part of that is like, is the verbal aspect of beating the shit out of yourself sometimes. Right. And so it's, it's teaching them that like, Hey, you can do hard things. You just have to, to keep trying. Don't quit. And don't not to quit. Keep, keep pushing through. Um, and, and that's a whole, uh, you know, non-negotiable and yeah. it's in itself. You'll, you'll, you'll get a little taste of that later on. Um, but teaching them, Hey, I can do hard things. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. We were out outside on our slack line the other day. They've got like that ninja warrior course thing. And, um, it just connects between two trees and, um, our five-year-old was trying to do it. She's a little short. We kind of set it up more for the seven-year-old because we knew that they would grow into it. Yeah, we'd have to change it in a month. Yeah, right? And she would either step up or wait. You know, it was her choice. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really challenged her. And and so she was trying to to do it by herself the other day. And her sister was over there. And she was really struggling. And her, her older sister says, hey, you can do hard things. Like she's just reminding her like, Hey, own it, do it. Yeah. You got it. Um, and cheered her on the cheered, whole it was way really across. Cool. And dad, you know, dad and I just sat back. We were over sitting in the, the lawn chairs with just the baby. Fucking just smiling. I mean, like you can't, you can't make this crap up. This is, this is awesome. We're literally watching them change their legacy. One small sentence at a time yeah. and who they are. And they're doing hard things every single day and they're finding harder things to do to challenge themselves. Yeah. And they, they own it every fucking day. Yeah. Like there's every day they're always saying like, Hey, um, I, I got it. I'm going to yeah. do it. Um, no, I, I'm going to try again. Yeah. Um, it, it's really cool when you, you pour those values in and you remind them of that, how they really, they just grasp a hold of it yeah. and it, it changes their trajectory. I mean, can you just imagine that, that kid on a sports team mm. um, at 15, 16 years old and, and how they're going to impact the lives of their friends that play with them. And it, it just, it really creates this cool umbrella of legacy mm. in your life that you're able to impact not only your children, but the people that they come in contact with. Yeah. I mean, butterflies like these, these yeah. tiny little ripples every step of the way. And so every decision that dad makes that affects every decision that mom makes. It affects every decision that all the kids make. And every, I, I didn't even tell you this. So we were at, we have, we started back at ballet and our five-year-old is doing her ballet class. And one of the little girls came in and she was scared and she whispered in her ear, we can do this. You and me, we can do hard things together. And she was encouraging her friend to go to ballet class. And it was just like, it was just this cool moment. Like she's, and I didn't say anything. Like I was just sitting back with the baby 
I mean, I was watching and she saw that her friend was upset. Her friend was in tears and her, her friend's mom said the same thing. Like, Hey, yeah, you can do hard things. And she was telling the same thing to her Mm -hmm. daughter. And it's like, it's these small little things. Like this is the impact. This is the legacy. This is going to make a difference. This is making a difference. It's not gonna, it is. And, you know, it's a small thing, but these statements are I am statements. It's not I'm going to be or I will. It's I am. And so when we say those things and we say them every day, at least several times a day, but we always end our day with the I am statements. What, too. Are, the, what are those statements? Em? So it always starts with I can do hard things. I am kind. I am brave. I am healthy. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am kind and I can do hard things. And so we start and we finish with I can do hard things and I am kind. So, and and those are important. Like, I think part of this is, is like your frame of mind and how you think, and we're going to get to that later in the episode. Um, but you have to kind of change your perspective on things because it really determines, uh, where you're going and what you're going to get out of it. Um, but, but going just, just to step back a little bit from that, Emily, um, I think it's important that if, if you aren't making steps to change, nothing's going to happen, yeah. right? It takes action. It takes action. And that means doing the fucking work, yep. right? You have to be intentional about putting effort and time into this thing. And, and it's, it means you, you don't get to make excuses, yep. right? When you own it and it's yours, you don't get to say, but, yep. or what if, or it could have been like you don't get to say that it is, yeah. And and whatever it is is based on fact, not emotion, because realities are factual, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that hurts. Like sometimes we have to take a long, hard look at our own shit to be able to figure out where we messed it up and how to fix it, yeah. Right. And so a lot of times that 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 means that like like hey, you don't you don't get to to say. I'm not going to do this today. Yeah. Right. You know, like tonight I I went to the gym tonight. I did not want to go to the gym tonight. (laughs) Like I told her like, Hey, I've been sitting over here for 20 minutes trying to talk myself out of going to the gym tonight. And I got all the fucking reasons not to go to the gym. But at the end of the day, I have to own tomorrow. And if I want to lose the weight, I need to go to the fucking gym. Yeah. Right. And so it means doing things you don't want to do. Right. If you want to make more money, figure out how to go make more money and do the work to do it. Money's yeah. not just going to come. Yeah. Right? You can't just, you can't just wish for it. And you know, and even if you, it happens. Yeah, it's even fucking, if you plan like, Oh, I'm going to have a million dollars and this is what I'm going to do with a million dollars. If you don't ever make those steps to get a million dollars, it's not going to happen. Like that takes effort. It takes time. It takes patience and perseverance and it, you have to get up and do the work. You cannot sit and scroll on your phone through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook for hours on end with this goal of, oh, I'm going to be a better person. That's not making you a better yeah. person. Get up, turn the TV off, turn your phone off, go read a book, go for a walk, study something. There, I mean, there are so many things that could almost instantly change your perspective. Well, and, and look, I think like social media has a place, right? Um, I think it's been really interesting um, throughout this journey with us to see how our social media has kind of transformed. Yeah, I know that like I'm seeing a lot less political shit on my feeds these days <laughs> and a lot more of my entrepreneur friends and 
um, people that are trying to do the same things with our life that we're doing, that we're networking with and connecting with. And so like, there's some value in some of those things, but I think it's important to understand that that's not like, you've got to get out beyond that, right? You've got to get out from behind a screen and actually function and do things and move towards this goal and actually start figuring out, Hey, which way am I going? How am I getting there? And what's the next step in the process for me? And, and so, you know, doing the fucking work means getting up every day and being intentional with your day, figuring out how you need to lay things out and what you need to do and when you need to do it and, and what progress looks like for you. It's going to look different for everybody. Exactly. You know, you might want to be the best fucking stay at home mom you can be. You might want to go be an awesome sales guy. Those are two different things, right? That require a very different set of expectations. Absolutely. And so, you know, I've kind of been watching some of my friends that are on this same journey. And one of the things that I've seen is a lot of these stay-at-home moms, they get up an hour before their children get up. Mm-hmm. And that's early. <laughs> because my that's children, really early in our fucking house. My children get up when the sun comes up. So getting up an hour before that takes a lot of effort, especially when you're naturally a night owl and you stay up until one, two or three o'clock in the morning. We are not morning people ever. Not even a little bit. We have never been Mm -mm. morning people. Pretty sure you could ask my mom. I was never a morning person. I'd sleep till like 1130 every day if I could. Yeah. And, uh, but it's something that I'm slowly training myself. Okay. We're Mm going to get up a little bit earlier and then not just making that step, but what am I going to do with this? Yeah. So I'm going to be productive with this extra time. It's not just getting up at like five o'clock in the morning for the sake of getting up. It's having a plan. plan. Right. And so some of the things that I've done is I've, I don't get a chance to really like I say exercise, I exercise all day long. I, I have my step Mm -hmm. counter on. I don't sit down. (laughs) Like if somebody asked me the other day, like how, how have you lost weight? And I'm like, well, you should come to my house and watch me because I literally don't sit down all day long. Like I eat standing up, I do laundry stand, like I stand all day long. I don't ever sit down. Even when I rock the baby at this point, like I'm standing it's or constantly walking, moving. walking around the house. But it's I, one of the things that I've decided is to take some of that time and exercise purposely on my own. And mm-hmm. so going for a walk or going for a small jog. The other part of it is planning my day. So I know what's coming, having whatever schoolwork we're doing and having that expectation that this is like, I'm going to take the time here to do what I need to do so that my head is in the right frame of mind so that when they do get up, we're ready and we can hit the ground running. So I know that you've kind of made some of those shifts too. And part of that is finding when you're going to go to the gym and being flexible enough to say, Hey, my plan didn't work today. Yeah. I'm going to still go. I'm going now. And having that reality, like this is important. This is what's going to make the change. And our whole family has kind of revolved in a way to be flexible in that sense. Like, you know, he kind of left at bedtime tonight and he gave kisses and everything before he left. Yeah. And the two-year-old would not let him leave without giving kisses. This is daddy kisses. Because she knew like this is the routine. She knows that her daddy is getting mm-hmm. healthier and making good choices. And I think that they know that they're you're doing it for them. Yeah. And they're aware of that and they're supportive in that sense you know, that atmosphere, but they're also like, Hey, that's my dad. I want kisses before he goes. And if he goes to work, you better give hugs and kisses or they will chase you out the door. <laughs> so 
recognizing those things that you are allowed to make decisions that affect you in that moment so that it affects it's again that ripple effect that well, it's, affects it's everything a sacrifice else. sometimes right like sometimes it means that like to to progress sometimes other things <laughs> suffer right and sometimes it's there's there's two things that happen right there's some things that you're going to be have to make a decision on whether they get to stay or they have to go yeah right there's some things like there's some dead weight you're going to have to cut out along the way um there are it's like losing weight like i have to make a decision that no i'm, I'm not going to have fucking ice cream anymore yeah. Yeah. you know maybe once or twice a month with the kids as a treat but it's it's not going to the refrigerator every night and yeah. getting a drumstick or uh ice cream sandwich you know it's making the decision not to buy those things and bring them in the house so that yeah. that can happen. Um, it's, it's choosing to make good choices every day. Yeah. Um, and so like there's, there's going to be some sacrifice involved in your progression, right? Like other people are not where you want to be because they're not willing to make the sacrifice. Right. Yeah. And, and so when you're, you're saying, Hey, listen, I want to be better. There's some things you're going to have to fucking give up to be better. Right. Um, and that's going to look different for everybody, you know, depending on what your thing is and and where you're trying to go, but you need to identify those things that are kind of holding you back and tying you down as you're doing the work, because there's some things that, you know, it's like a boat, right? If, if you're fucking trying to race a a speedboat and your anchors dropped, you're not getting to the finish line first, right? You're, you're carrying some dead weight that's dragging you down, but eventually you're going to have to cut that fucking anchor loose so that you can run your race. And it's not an easy decision. Like some of the things that you're going to cut off are going to hurt. It might be the people that you're hanging out with. It might be where you're spending your time and you might be really comfortable with those things. Mm -hmm. It might be a, a, a happy place for you or at least a very comfortable place because that's where you've always been. But when you start to break those things off, you'll realize how much freer and lighter and faster you can move. Well, it's, it's kind of like tending your garden, yeah, right? And so like there's weeds, right? And weeds grow and we have to be intentional about pulling the weeds out, right? Yep. Because what happens when you don't pull the weeds out? They overtake your plants. They overtake your plants. And everything in the Everything garden. else. They draw bugs and everything else gets to reap your harvest and you don't get to enjoy it because there's, there's all this extra shit that doesn't belong there. So, and I mean, that speaks volume. If you're going to do the work to plant the seed, you have to follow through, Mm. stay there until it's finished, till you can reap the harvest. You can't give up when you see sprouts. You can't give up when you see your first small tomato, you have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. Well, and, and what, what really happens, right. Is emotion starts to come into play. Yeah. And when you, anytime you decide to do something drastic and make a drastic change, um, Ryan Stuman likes to call it the force of average, right? Yep. There's, there's these, there's, it doesn't it just seem like every time you really try to do something like all the suck in the fucking world <laughs> attacks you, right? Um, Christians like to say, oh, the devil's attacking me, right? Um, and I think that there's something to that, but I think a lot of times it's just ourself and our fucking insecurities and, and all the bullshit that comes with that. And, and so I, I think that, that mastering your emotions while you're doing the work will really help you elevate to the next level. And I, I think like when we really start to do things in our life and we, we start to, to decide or we make that decision like, Hey, I'm going to do this. 
we have to deal with a lot of insecurity in that moment, right? Yeah. It's it's like our podcast, right? When we started talking about this, and we've talked a little bit about this, but um, you almost like you doubt yourself. No one's going to listen. I don't. What am I going to say about this? I don't feel like I'm qualified. Um, but then you start doing it, and you know you get fucking phone calls from your friends that say, "Hey, that that changed my life." Yeah. Um, but if you didn't fight through those insecurities initially, if we didn't say, "Hey, fuck it, we're doing it." Even if yeah. nobody listens, even if nobody gets anything from it, um, you know, when, when you own that and you, you say, Hey, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do it for me. I'm not doing it for you. Um, but, but through that, you kind of start to become a critic of yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I think we listen to the generational things that have been ingrained in us. Um, things that parents have said or teachers have said or, you know, whatever person didn't believe in you, uh, that you felt that that they should have believed in you. And it those things tear into you, right? Well, and I think over time you don't even, you don't really even notice them yeah. anymore. It just becomes part of who you are. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're always going to be that. You're always going to, like, that's just who you are. You're never going to be enough. You're never going to be smart enough. You're never going to be fast enough. You're never going to be strong mm-hmm. enough. It just becomes, you don't even, it's not even a statement. It just becomes part of your identity in some way, shape or form that you don't, you don't even notice it anymore. And so you really have to put in the effort and take the time to think about who you are and who you want to be and where you want to go. And it, it's kind of sucky because you have to look back on some of the things that people have said and it kind of hurts. Well, it kind of makes you take an inventory too, yeah. right? Because All the things you've said yeah. about yourself. Yeah. Well, and here's the reality, right? Like some of those things are true. Yeah. Right. Like some people say some shit to you that hurts, but it doesn't mean that it's not, not true. true. Yeah. And owning it means you got to deal with that and change it. Yeah. Right. If you don't like that, if, Fix it. if something, if somebody said something to you that fucking hurt, and you do some some digging and you're like, man, that there was some validity to that, right? Yeah. Like if if it was that impactful to you that it, it caused you to do some self-reflection, maybe you should fucking own that thing and, and root it out of your life and, and change it so that it doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah. Um, that's part of the process. And so it, it really like when when you say, Hey, you know what? It's on me. Yeah. Right? I don't have it because of me. I'm not where I want to be because of me. The only person that can change that or be at fault for that is you. Yeah. If you stay there, it's your fault. If you move forward, it's your fault. If if you get where you want to be, it's because you were fucking intentional about putting some time and some effort and some energy into changing those fucking things so that you could get where you want to be. And that's your fault. That's a good good for you. Yeah, I mean, that's a right? good fault. That's a good, good fault. Yeah. But you're going to get out of this what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And until you're willing to sit back and say, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to fucking own this reality. And whatever happens tomorrow is a result of what I put into this shit today. Yeah. Then nothing's going to happen. You've got to do that for some progress to start happening. Um, but when you do that, the moment you do that, all of the insecurity floods in after that. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to really guard your heart and protect yourself and really fucking say, no, fuck you. I can. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't have any excuses. You don't get to say, but, or if, or what, or why, or one day. Yeah. Take those things out of your fucking vocabulary. And you don't owe an explanation to anybody where you're going. The steps that you're taking, you don't owe an explanation for your decision to to anyone. 
And so you have to get to this place where outside influences don't impact your decisions anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about, about this a little bit earlier tonight as we were kind of preparing for the podcast. Um, I think one of the, the most freeing things in my life is coming to a place of peace in my own self where I just said, hey, you know what? I don't care what you think. Yep. The, the only person whose opinion that I care about in my life is the woman that sits across from me today and maybe my kids, right? Like I, I want my kids to, to have a strong opinion of their father. Um, but outside of that, I don't care what you think. I just don't. And that's freeing. Yeah. Um, that is, um, it brings peace to a lot of shit, right? Um, cause when, when I don't, when you don't care if other people think you suck, it, it gives you the freedom to sit and, and produce content that you don't know is going to add value or not. Right. It takes the emotion out of it because if, if I don't care what you think, then you can't hurt my feelings. You can't stop me from doing what I feel like needs to be done for me to move forward. You can't dissuade me. Um, because it's the only person that it impacts is you when, when you care. Yep. So, and we, we personally have found value and life changing, like perspective in these things, these mm-hmm. non-negotiables that have really shaped our lives in these last couple of years. These we haven't just pulled out, like we've done research, we've read a ton of books, we've seen a lot of speakers. We're still digging. Yeah. And these are the these are the values, these are the the non-negotiables, non-negotiables in our lives that really have shaped how we're moving forward. And so we're not just throwing this out there on a whim. This is the stuff that has changed us. Yeah. I think like you, you have to be intentional. Like, and that's, I think if, if that's the one thing that you get out of this episode is that like you, you really, you have to have intention and purpose behind this and you've got to stop just being content. Yeah. You know, I think comfort, uh, contentness and comfortability are just, the, the enemies of great, yeah, you know? And, and, and so when you, you get into this place that you're just okay with where you're at, you rob yourself and you rob your children of what could be and what should be. Um, and, and, you know, I think a big part of this decision for us was just, like I said, just, just making sure that we were giving our kids the best version of us that we could. And we want them to have the, the best version of Sean and Emily, the best mom and dad that we feel like we can deliver to them. And maybe you feel like you got it all together. You know, I, I don't know if you do fucking call me cause I'd like to know what you're doing. <laughs> Let us pick your brain. Let us pick your brain because I, I still like, even though we're, we're being intentional about these things, like we're adjusting, right? Um, there's things that we change every day where we say, Hey, that's not working. Let's fucking try this. Let's try something different. Um, and it's, it's not non-negotiables. Like we've poured a lot into these non-negotiables, but like you're approaching and, right. and how you handle certain how things. We're going and, to, yeah. How we're going to approach that non-negotiable. And like, for instance, with, this own worst critic with our oldest daughter that's still at home, she really struggled with who she was. Mm -hmm. She had this perception of herself that she wasn't smart, that she wasn't capable, that she wasn't, that she wasn't. And bringing her home and pouring into her that she was, Mm -hmm. that she is all that and a bag of chips, that she is smart, that she is intelligent, 
that she's an artist owning her own emotions yeah. and not buying into the things that her teacher she, has said yeah, or she can control that the, the yeah. decisions and her actions like her working with her on that like you can control who you were and again i didn't tell you this story either we were we left we went to us we we do a weekly field trip somewhere to somewhere in the state and we're trying to do a lot of the state parks this mm-hmm. year and we went to the springs <clears throat> and you know, I, we got in the car and I was, I just, I, it was a good day. It was a good trip. It was a lot of fun. And there was a really small meltdown, not anything. Just a tiny one. No, honestly, like comparably (laughs) to the many other days that we've had that were not great. It was very small and it was our oldest daughter. It was time to leave the water and she didn't want to get out of the water. And I just said, Hey, it's time to go. We're going to go for one more walk and we're going to get a snack before we leave. And she kind of stomped her feet. She took a breath. She huffed. She rolled her eyes, and she got out of the water. And that was it. There, that that was all that it was. Yeah, but six months ago, it you wouldn't have got her out of no, the water. No, they would like, have been like someone would have had been going in to get her. Yeah, and it would have been screaming and mm-hmm. kicking and a whole scene. And we got in the car, and I just I said thank you. I said thank you to each of them. Mm-hmm. Like you guys did so good today. I. I had so much fun with you today. And our oldest from the back kind of piped up. She's like, yeah, but I had one, one moment. I said, you did you fucking owned it, but you did such a good job. Like think about how you still mm-hmm. listened. It was hard, but she, in that, like she, it could have been, oh yeah, I was awesome. But she did. She recognized, mm-hmm. Hey, I still have, I have room to improve. Well, I think sometimes we forget that, right? Like taking stock of the accomplishments but not getting lost in the in the oh look at me moment um and but but still taking inventory of where we can improve and so don't get comfortable that's that's part of it like she said hey like look yeah that was awesome but i can still do this like i i've got room to get better um but that's that's fucking awesome right and so um and she's seven. If a yeah. seven-year-old can figure this out, you can yeah. figure this out. Like this, this really is the stuff that makes legacies. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that changes generations. Look back on your family tree. How were your parents? How were your great parent, great your grandparents and your great grandparents? Is that a legacy that you want to continue? Mm-hmm. If it's not, you have the ability to change it. If it is. You got to figure out what they did right, and man, you got to push hard with that oh, and make it better. Don't be comfortable no, yes. with what is. Make it more. Imagine what could be yes. if you were just intentional about this shit. You know. <laughs> so, it really there's so much that just moves mountains yeah. with these little tiny steps, and it's so encouraging to watch each other go through this journey, but. Man, to watch it's a whole other level yeah, to watch the kids I mean, get it. To watch it through our kids' eyes is it's well, just I, it. I know like we're doing like like fist pumps and <laughs> high fiving each other all the time because it's like, yes, like we're doing something right. You know. This. Um, you know, it's it's really cool. We talked about doing the work earlier and and we missed this. We were we were talking about that, but like just just not having that handout mentality with your kids, like when when they say, hey, I want, or, oh, can, can we get that, daddy? The answer is, yeah, absolutely. How do we do that? Like, what do we need to do to make that happen? 
um, you know, in our house, we don't, there's no fucking no free allowance. ride around here. Yeah, like, there's, there's no, no allowances. Um, we all have expectations. Everybody pitches in. Even the two-year-old helps load the dishwasher mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. I mean, there's, everybody has some aspect that they're functioning in. And so, those are things that are just part of living in a household. We don't, we don't reward or, or, you know, you get, we, we spoil the shit out of our kids. Please don't hear that. We don't ever do anything nice for them. Um, but when they are purposeful to say, Hey, I really want that, um, outside of birthdays and and Christmas, we figure out like, Hey, that's cool. Let's figure out what it's going to take to earn that. How much is it? And we make them figure out, you know, what it's going to cost. And then we figure out some jobs around the house or around the yard or something like that for them to help pitch in with it. It's not like stupid intensive. No, but <sighs> it's above and beyond mm-hmm. what they're already doing. Yeah. So they already help with it. They do their own laundry. I help them start the washer and start the dryer, but they bring their laundry in when it needs to get done and they help put it, fold it and fold put, it, put away. it away. You know, And so it's, it's being intentional about them understanding that, hey, work equals reward right like if i put some effort into shit i'm gonna get shit yeah you know and so once once they grasp that and understand that hey if i want something i can have anything i want yeah if i just do the work it takes to get it it changes your life and what it does is it creates children that are productive in society and that are going to go out and fucking kill themselves to change the world yeah because they are they're not comfortable with where they're at. They yeah. want to be further along, right? And and I, I was um, we were at an event this weekend, and a dad said to me like, "Hey, man, he's making." He was talking about his son, mm-hmm. and he, he said, "Hey, he's he's making more money than I am." <laughs> I said, "That's the point, man. Yeah. Right? Like that's good for you. <laughs> like, dude, you did something right as yeah. a father that that your your children are further along than you are already, right? Like that's rewarding." And so I hope that that one day my kids get to say, "Hey, Dad, look at me," yeah. and I get to say, "Yeah, that's that's so cool," you know. And I get, I can't wait for those moments. So you got to own it, um, and you got to stop finding shit to complain about. You know, I think that's part of mastering your emotions and and really pushing yourself to the next level is changing your perspective <laughs> on on what you're looking at and how you feel about things. Um, I know that in my life, I've had the tendency to kind of look at life from a perspective of like, hey, glasses is, is half empty, right? Um, and, and trying to find things and fault in things. And I had to be pretty intentional and continue to be intentional about living from a place of gratitude um, and, and trying to find the upside to things, right? Well, and I can tell you that... <clears throat> When you're looking for something to complain about, yeah. you will always find it. Always. There, there is always, There's always something to complain yes. about, right? But the opposite holds true as well. When you're looking yeah. for something to be grateful for or thankful for or something that has just surpassed your expectations, you will find that too. Well, and I, a big part of owning it is like being <laughs> intentional about being grateful and and having that perspective on things because it's it's really easy to say oh i'm going to make the change but then looking at all the negative shit about it and being like no i'm not doing this yeah it's you get discouraged pretty quick and so to keep yourself pushing forward and and moving you've got to look for those things in life that that just push you to the next level and allow you to find the joy and the 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 up perspective in things um 
but your your perspective really determines your your outcome, right? And and so you've got to choose how you're going to look at those things in life. You have to choose your heart. Yeah. It's going to be hard going through it or it's going to be hard because you're not doing anything. And the outcome is hard yeah. because you sat and watched everybody else move forward and you sat and did nothing. It's hard either way, but you got to choose your heart. Yeah. So you got to own that shit. You know, you, you don't, you're not where you want to be because of you. you. You don't have what you want to have because you haven't worked for it. You haven't put the effort in. You haven't added enough value to yourself. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of just doing some self-reflecting and, and we, we read through some of Augmentino stuff and, um, some of Andy Stanley stuff and some great authors, um, preparing for this episode, just some people that we've have, have poured value into our life through their literature. Um, and, and just one of the perspectives is, is just that the, the world, um, doesn't remember people that don't add value to it, right? Everybody that is remembered in history, um, have added value in some way. Yeah. Right. Um, value is not always positive. Sometimes it's negative, right? Sometimes you're adding negative equity to things. I want to be remembered for, for adding positive equity and for pouring into people to move them forward and push them forward. And so we're, we're choosing to own it and, and to say, Hey, it stops with me. I'm going to be the one that changes shit. Um, you get to be the one, right? I think that's, that's one of the things that Ed Milet talks about. And one of his, some of his stuff is, is like, look somewhere along the way you, you look at every fucking like wealthy family, every dynasty, every major legacy in history. At, at some point in that story, there was a one, there was someone who stepped up and said, Hey, the negative cycle in my family ends with me. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not raising children in a fatherless household. I'm not raising children who are financially inept. I'm, I'm not raising children who aren't able to persevere and, and be ruthless and push forward and, and just be lions in their life. I, I want children who are, are going to roar and change the world, not children who are going to you know just purr and crawl under a fucking table. I, I want kids who are going to make impacts. And, and we're going to choose to be intentional about those things, right? Every step of the way. And so if, when you look at those stories in history, there's always a one, a, a person who said, hey, it, I'm changing the cycle. I'm going to determine the legacy from here on. And and so I, I, I want our, our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren to be able to look back at us and say, hey, Sean and Emily, you know, great, 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 great grandma and grandpa were the ones that, allowed us to be where we're at today. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's our heart, right? And it's and not financial. No, it's like, not. It's just, not it, a that's money part thing. of it. That's it's part, part of it, it for us. But that's not. But it's not it's it. It's so much more than that. Yeah. Like it starts, there. finances is a part of that because you need certain amounts of mm-hmm. money to do some of the things that we're going to do. But there's so, like the integrity, the legacy that is brought about because of the changes that we made, because we said no more mm-hmm. of this. We're not going to live in families that are abusive. We're not going to have families that are broken and hurt. We're going to live in a family that is whole and healthy, and we're going to make those decisions. And every generation after us is going to respect that and move forward. You don't get to make excuses anymore. Yep. When you own it, there's no excuse. 
you don't get to say those things. You don't get to make the butts and the what ifs. Again, you got to fucking own the shit. And owning the shit means the only reason that it is is because of you. And you're the only only person that can change that shit. So go do the fucking work. Put the time in. Figure out what you need to do to point yourself in the right direction and fucking go that way. And don't stop. And fuck your excuses. Fuck your excuses. So guys, we... We hope you got some stuff out of that. Um, thank you for listening. Um, we're going on right on that hour mark here. So um, we're going to try to wrap this up and just be respectful of your time. We're really excited about this series. Um, please make sure you're sharing this with your friends and family members. Um, it, it really helps us uh, leave a five-star review for us on Apple or Spotify. That really helps us get pushed up in the uh, the algorithms. And uh, the more reviews we get that are five-star, the, the higher in rankings and stuff we get really, really helps us. So please make sure you're doing that for us. Um, Emily, next week uh, we're talking about having intentional joy. So that's non-negotiable. Number two for us, the intentional joy. So also we're going to continue with our giveaways. Um, So if you share this podcast on any of your socials, any of your social media platform, just we're, we're going to, you're going to enter in um, for this week's giveaway for a book. We actually Mm -hmm. have uh, a signed copy of Andy. Yeah. I think we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. This is the book, um, and it's a signed copy. Yeah, of- so give you a, a really cool book hack. Um, Emily discovered Thrift Books. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And so you can buy secondhand books, basically, but very, very good condition, um, and it's at a fraction of the cost of retail. So we buy a lot of our, our hard copies of books. We do a lot of audiobooks, but we like to mark up books and stuff when we're reading or listening and, and to have a point of reference there. So we order a bunch of books through thrift books and we, we ordered some copies of Andy Andrews, uh, mastering the seven decisions. And we got two signed copies, <laughs> two signed copies. Um, totally by accident. So we're, selfishly we're keeping one you can't have one of them Uh, but we do have a signed copy this week so make sure you hit that share button on the podcast episode Uh, share the uh, this episode in your in your any of your social medias this week and tag us in that post um, at the Derek's live on uh, on your social media and you'll get a book maybe we'll see so Micah uh, got one yeah, this week. Yeah, I was going to say, we had a winner last week, uh, Micah. Yeah. So his books will be in the mail tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to send Micah the full set of uh, Crushing It and Crush It. So you're gonna he's going to get both of those, right, yep. that we're doing? So thanks for sharing, Micah. We really appreciate it. Um, but, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope that you got something from this. And uh, just remember that Jesus fucking loves you. And uh, fuck those excuses. You don't get to make them anymore. Own that shit. Have a great one.